Hello, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and I'm a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. So each day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's story. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Today in 1922, British archaeologist Howard Carter discovered the tomb of King Tut at Luxor, Egypt. Carter had been searching for the tomb for several years. Howard Carter was an Egyptologist and an archaeologist who began working in Egypt when he was 17. He began by sketching wall scenes and inscriptions as an artist. After eight years in which his artistic work gained an archaeological focus, he was appointed to the position of Inspector General of Monuments in Upper Egypt. He did that job for six years, then resigned and went to work for George Edward Stanhope Molyneux Herbert, the fifth Earl of Conavon, known colloquially as Lord Conavon. Lord Conavon was an English lord who'd suffered a car accident in 1901 that left his limbs brittle and prone to soreness. For that reason, he liked to spend his winters in the warmer Egypt, where the climate was kinder to his joints. He began to explore archaeology as a hobbyist. He didn't have enough experience to discover much for himself. His only treasure was a mummified cat, so he hired Howard Carter to help him as a professional archaeologist. Lord Conavon and Carter began working together in 1907. They had found a decent number of worthwhile artifacts, like a faience cup, Faience is a fancy Egyptian method of pottery glazing, a piece of gold foil, and some traditional funeral items that bore the name Tutankhamun to convince them that they might be near the fabled King Tut's tomb. Carter thought the location of the items was directing them towards the Valley of the Kings. The official search for the tomb began in 1917, and Carter had been working in Egypt at this point for 31 years. Despite the two men's early discoveries, the first five years in the Valley of the Kings didn't produce much evidence that they were on the right track. Lord Conavon threatened to pull the plug on his bankrolling of the expedition, so the two men agreed on one final excavation session in 1922. It was during this search that Howard Carter discovered the top of the staircase that would lead to the tomb of King Tut on November 4th, 1922. By the end of the day, the team had dug out a 12-step staircase at the top of the entranceway. Carter decided that it was time to alert Lord Conavon. He left his men guarding the possible tomb and sent a cable to England. At last have made wonderful discovery in Valley, a magnificent tomb with seals intact, recovered same for your arrival. Congratulations. Lord Conavon and Carter were finally able to return to the tomb and begin trying to open it nearly three weeks later, on November 23rd. Lord Conavon brought his daughter, Lady Evelyn Herbert, with him to Luxor, and the crew guarding the tomb dug up the entire stairway of 16 steps and exposed the full door, presumably leading the tomb. The bottom of the door revealed the proof that the men were looking for. It was inscribed with Tutankhamun. When they got inside, they realized that even though the tomb seemed to have been robbed multiple times in antiquity, many of the treasures were still intact. Though the early passages showed signs of wear and tear from being broken into, when the team reached the antechamber, they found walls covered with boxes, chairs, couches, chariots, and chests, all in bright gold. 
there were also two life-size statues of the king protecting another sealed door. This led to another annex, which was nearly full of more items. There were so many items in the tomb, and their condition was so precarious that it took months to reach the inner burial chamber. It wasn't until three years after the initial step was found that archaeologists reached the mummy itself, which was in a large shrine that was over 16 feet long, 10 feet wide, and 9 feet tall. The shrine was made of gilded wood and blue porcelain, and the walls of the burial chamber were painted yellow and inscribed with funeral scenes. There were two broken necklaces on the floor of the shrine, and magic oars that were meant to ferry the king to the netherworld. The sarcophagus itself was made of yellow quartzite, and inside the sarcophagus lay the wooden coffin. Between clearing the tomb, preserving the artifacts, opening the shrine, and opening the sarcophagus, all of which required extreme care, it wasn't until a year and a half later that the coffin was opened. In it was another coffin. In the second coffin was a third coffin made of gold. It was covered with what had once been a viscous liquid that now stuck the coffins together. When it was finally melted, they could open the coffin to reveal the mummy. Though the liquid used to bind the mummy had damaged its encasings, it was still the first royal Egyptian mummy that had remained untouched since its initial burial 3,300 years ago. With the mummy in the coffin were gold amulets, bracelets, collars, rings, and daggers. King Tutankhamun was buried in 1352 BC. He was 19 years old and had been a pharaoh since he was nine. He was the 12th ruler of Egypt's 18th dynasty. He was about five feet six inches tall, and his teeth revealed a large overbite. Some people believe that there was a curse on the tomb. Lord Conavon died in April of 1923 from an infection spread by a mosquito bite. It's believed that the bite became infected while he was shaving, and that ignited the public's curiosity about the possibility of a curse. As more people associated with the expedition died, people began to wonder that a curse had been put upon anyone who disturbed King Tut's rest. Howard Carter himself lived for 15 years after the discovery. Many of the items that were encased inside are now exhibited at Egypt's National Museum in Cairo, while the face of King Tut was revealed to the public for the first time 85 years after the discovery of the tomb, in 2007. The mummy had been badly damaged when Carter first discovered it, roughly taking the body from the tomb and trying to pry off its golden mask. Zahi Hawass, the antiquities chief of Egypt, worried that after 80 years of tourists coming down into the tomb, the body heat and humidity would further decompose the mummy beyond repair. So he organized to have it removed and restored to be placed in a museum. In 2005, scientists were able to give the mummy a CAT scan, the first one ever done on a mummy. The results ruled out the popular theory that Tut was violently murdered. But they didn't reach a conclusion on how exactly he died. The main suspicion is that Tut broke a thigh bone, which led to an infection several days before his death. The mysteries of King Tut's death still live on today. In 2016, radar scans revealed that there may still be rooms in the tomb that have never been accessed. That's one way to achieve eternal life. Let's switch over to the music fact for the day, though. This fact comes with a trigger warning for eating disorders. Today, in 1993, Elton John won 350,000 pounds, which is equivalent to $518,700, in a libel lawsuit against the Sunday Mirror. The Mirror had printed an article that said that John suffered from a bizarre eating disorder wherein he spit out his food after chewing it. The story's headline read, Secret of Slim Elton's Spitting Image. 
John's anger stemmed in part from the fact that he had struggled with an eating disorder, bulimia, in the past, and now dedicated time to fighting on behalf of people suffering from disordered eating. John said he intended to give part of the money won in the lawsuit to charity. It was the eighth largest liberal settlement in British history. And now for our final segment of the day, I'm going to go into my own photo archives and see what I was up to on a November 4th in my life. I saved this video in 2016 on November 4th of Vine. (laughs) It's a video. It's this old Vine video that went viral of a sheep falling down a mountain and then hitting a guy in the face. I also saved a video of Jungkook from BTS. I was literally obsessed with BTS. Oh my god. I don't think I did anything exciting on any November 4ths in my entire life. I am searching desperately through my photo archives and I can find absolutely nothing. I had an acai bowl in 2017. I saved a meme in 2016. I had a cello lesson also then. I didn't do anything exciting, but I guess that's just how life goes. Thanks so much for going back in time with me. That is all for today's episode. And remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and you can come back tomorrow for more stories from yesteryear. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.